Welcome to Reverb, everyone. Uh, my name is Calvin Pollock, and I'm joined today by my co-host and co-producer, Alex Helberg. Alex, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well, Calvin. Just bearing, bearing through with the heat. How are you? Jeez, oh, this heat wave is crazy. And I'll tell you what, things are certainly heating up on the political scene here with uh, the topic of today's <laughs> episode. Uh, actually, this episode is a bit of a spiritual sequel to our first Trump January 6th episode. You may remember, loyal listeners will remember that the second half of that episode, we talked about then-President Donald Trump being banned from social media. At that time, I think he was just banned from Twitter, but shortly after that, he was also banned from Facebook. Alex, do you know if there are any other social media platforms that he was banned from that week was he banned from grubhub i I think he was banned he was banned from doordash friendster myspace uh his his myspace he was producing a lot of like scene tracks at the time that are unfortunately canceled just had a very open and successful presidential election by professional protesters decided by the media of protesting we're never going to get to hear uh, Donald Trump uh, screamo tracks ever again, which, to be frank, is just a it's it's a huge travesty. I feel like it's a big loss for the music community and for the anything. discourse for the too. discourse more generally. So, but yeah, yes, you yeah. got to hear both sides. Yeah, that's exactly right. You have to you have to you have to hear uh, both sides of the frequency spectrum when he goes up on those hits those high notes on those screamo tracks. But you know. Despite that, uh, being being deprived of his voice on various other platforms, yeah, I mean, there he was, was banned from uh, Letterboxd. I think <laughs> he was. He, he had some reviews that were. He was he was using film reviews to organize insurrections. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. He yeah. he was posting reviews that were dangerous to our democracy. Absolutely. So that episode, we got into some of the implications of why these tech platforms might have banned him, how we sort of theorize it politically. And in recent weeks, this issue has come back up in the particular context of Trump's own social media platform, which is called Truth Social. Truth Social. Truth Social. And Alex, let me ask you this. When did you first hear about Truth Social? Do you remember? Yeah. So, I mean, I I remember there being this ambient kind of narrative going around that you know Trump was it it, it for like Trump as an independent media mogul kind of came out of you know the, the all this speculation that he was using his 2016 presidential campaign as a precursor to launching his own television network right yes. because the li- to counter the liberal media the biased liberal media which is of course the oldest hobby horse in the you know conservative right-wing discursive tropes to discuss the media but I remember hearing about the alternative to Twitter discussion starting up probably around like the middle-ish of his presidency around 2018, 2019, moving towards the latter half when, you know, there was all this discussion about like shadow banning, right? This is when the QAnon movement really started to take hold. People were, you know, starting to say my posts are getting shadow banned, you know, with this term for... I feel like my I feel like my 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 content's not doing as good as it used to, right? Like I'm not getting the light, I'm not getting that in, that sweet engagement that you know totally coincidentally is happening at the same time that all these platforms are sweeping uh, bots off of their networks. I'm mm-hmm. I'm getting shadow banned is the real thing that's happening here. Uh, so, but Truth Social in particular, I I I kind of didn't really even notice it when it first launched. I kind of just figured same. like this is a flash in the pan thing, like nobody really get like the extent to which this is going to be taken up is going to be so minor like why even pay attention to something like this but i imagine that now it's you know i mean trump is trump's tweeting again you know we have like the greatest one to ever do it as uh, some might say is is now back in the 240 character microblogging game so right so i was kind of like you in that i did not really even know that it launch like i sort of vaguely might have seen a tweet about it in like early 2022 when it launched because my understanding is that it went into beta in like december 21 right and then 
they opened it up to the public like sometime around January or February. And for a while, it was just a phone app. And then they made it available as a like, you know, you can tab into it on your browser in May of this year. So it is pretty new. Right. Um, and and am I, I, I thought I saw some article out there. Can you, I, I think, can you get it on, on Android phones or is it only for Apple? Right I think now? it might still only be for iPhone. The, ah. There's only an iPhone app. You can get to it on an Android phone oh, through via the browser, browser. But I you assume, know, yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like this is already, already we're in fraught territory. If Android users are being, you know, deplatformed from this, yeah. from this platform, I, I, this is, this is really unfair right out of the gate. Very unfair. It is absolutely, <laughs> particularly given you know how liberal the average iPhone user is. That's um, right. Yeah. Does that does Apple still have the the the, the taint of like being like the liberal uh, like the liberal working at Starbucks on their Apple laptop? <laughs> yeah. The who? What was that actor? Justin Long. Justin Long. Yeah. yeah in yep. the in the old. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a PC. I'm a Mac. <laughs> Hello, I'm a Mac, and I'm a PC. Uh, with the, commercials. With the the great the great curmudgeon John Hodgman playing John the PC. Hodgman. That that actually yeah. those commercials made me want to buy a PC. I think they had the opposite. <laughs> the intent was like I'm actually more like that guy. I want to want to buy a PC now. But anyway, well, anyway, so we yeah, so the app basically has only been around for a few months. It came really into my awareness in late June. And this is another interesting connection back to January 6th, because the January 6th committee had a surprise hearing with this witness, Cassidy Hutchinson, who was a former White House aide and assistant to the chief of staff under Trump's administration. And Hutchinson delivered like a lot of really important evidence for the committee, basically just making it a lot clearer that people high up in Trump's administration knew how bad January 6th was going to get and didn't do anything to stop it, you know, confirmed a lot of suspicions about these weird meetings between Trump and Michael Flynn and Steve Bannon and and all of these extremely unsavory characters. And so Hutchinson gave a really critical testimony and Trump like immediately went on a five to seven truth social post rant against Hutchinson. And those posts then traveled back to Twitter. And so then I was like, okay, I, I want to take a closer look at this thing because he really is using it. And as you're saying, he's using it in a similar way to how he used to use Twitter as a kind of like instant rage reaction to what's going on to try to control the narrative of like events involving him. Yeah. And yeah, specifically how he's being talked about on TV. Like, I think that that, that is not to be discounted. And it was, you know, initially I was thinking about the fact that like the January 6 hearings were on, you know, NBC primetime, you know, they got like a primetime slot on NBC for at least the first broadcast. And I think subsequent ones also had like pretty good, like TV spots on network television, which I get that that was, you know, part of it probably was audience demand, but I imagine like the, the knock on effect that that has with Donald Trump just being like the, the TV watching president that everybody knows that he is like, it was, I, th- I almost feel like it was kind of designed specifically to irk him a little bit <laughs> that. Oh yeah. It 100% yeah. was. Yeah. And so, yeah, seeing himself being lambasted on, you know, television, especially with Cassidy Hutchinson, this was the, the burger throwing testimony too, right? Like, I don't yes. mean to, I don't mean to downplay the other much more serious uh, things that were, you know, talked about in that. But one of them was that, yeah, he threw his, uh, he threw a plate with a burger on it at the wall and it was splashed with ketchup, which just, yeah, there was ketchup dripping down the walls, (laughs) which is a very evocative image. Very, very, but also the fact that, yeah, they talked about like the oath keepers and the proud boys being there and how that might be strategically useful for their like, you know, crimes of sedition. So yeah, that's also important to mention. Yeah. And, and like Trump was aware that members of the crowd had guns and and yes. said he he was fine with it because they weren't going to use them on him. Oh god. Uh stuff like that. And so really explosive testimony and of course Trump this is his medium, this is his platform if you will to 
respond to stuff like this. And so I thought, you know, what is this thing? I signed up for an account. Oh, man. And we decided to do an episode on it, basically just thinking through what is this weird platform and what do we make of it and what are its implications, if any. And now I understand that there are a couple of news pieces about Truth Social that have come out recently, one of them involving Trump's legal issues. Yes. So, I mean, first and foremost, you know, we talked uh, towards the beginning about the fact that this app was launched as kind of a rejoinder to Twitter's censorship and shadow banning and all of the th- the awful things that it's doing to conservative voices, allegedly. And so, you know, this platform was, I think, billed initially as, I think on their website, they, they call it Truth Social is America's big tent social media platform that encourages an open, free, and honest global conversation without discriminating on the basis of political ideology. So very quickly after that, uh, there were articles that were posted, uh, this one on June 10th from Variety. Trump's Truth Social is banning users who post about January 6th hearings, according to reports, where it specifically talks about people who signed up for Truth Social, mostly to do their own little experiments to see what can I really get away with posting on here. And some of them, this uh, one came from uh, Travis Allen, who is a information security analyst, posted a screenshot from the Truth Social app that said account suspended. He wrote, my Truth Social account was just permanently suspended for talking about the January 6th committee hearing shortly after the first one aired. So uh, <laughs> immediately, uh, it's sort of like, okay, well, you know, it's passe, I think at this point to point out hypocrisy from the Trump, anything to do with Donald Trump, but it's still, you know, kind of important at least to showcase that like there is there is content moderation that happens and there is definitely an ideological bent to uh, to that content moderation. Other ones that have just come out in the past couple of days, this one from the Daily Beast, truth social users are fuming over censorship on Trump's platforms. I I read through their terms of service to see how they uh, do content moderation. According to the truth social website here, we use artificial intelligence, AI, to assist our hardworking moderators, and some posts are flagged for deletion and marked as, quote, sensitive by AI. Human moderators oversee this process, conduct multi-level reviews, and are empowered to reinstate posts that conduct multi- multi-level mar- marketing <laughs> conduct multi-level marketing schemes uh against yes. to uh defraud you of the last ten dollars in your bank account so anyway this daily beast article though is specifically talking about the main point of contention among users is that trump's site continues to apply sensitive content notices obscuring some posts including a popular anti-biden meme that mocks the president over increasing inflation rates I don't know if that's the I did that sticker or whatever that you see on all the gas pumps, but that's apparently a little too sensitive for uh, the snowflakes over at Truth Social. Jeez, what? Um, <laughs> I know. Like, what is the point of Truth Social if you can't post about inflation? Yeah, it's like... And that it, seems it, to be like... And it was something that was criticizing Biden, too. So it's right. like, I, I don't know. I mean, their AI just, it's, it's uh, the AI is... The is, AI has a liberal bias. <laughs> yeah. It's only a matter of time before we're going to start hearing, you know, Fox News contributor screeds about uh, about the liberal algorithms, the liberal, the liberal artificial intelligence. Liberal algorithms. Yeah, the liberal algorithms. That's right. <laughs> the content warning, uh, the Daily Beast article continues, has also covered up a popular graphic depicting Jesus Christ and a quote from the Bible with a gray filter, leaving users fuming. Quote, Truth Social loves censorship, one user wrote, whose bio on the site included the hashtag, quote, no more rhinos. Another wow. Trump, another pro-Trump user, quote, Ultra Maga Peanut, that's the account's name, uh, responded on the platform that Truth Social, quote, should be embarrassed over this censorship, end quote. So, wow. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's been a real interesting ride just in terms of the what is what is allowed to be considered truth, which I'm sure we'll go into a little bit later. The only other thing that I wanted to note as well about the sort of material basis of this, especially as it regards Trump's legal issues, is that Donald Trump has recently, according to this Paste Magazine article from July 8th, Donald Trump removed himself from the board of Truth Social's parent company just before being served with federal subpoenas. 
subpoenas. This is uh, related to the Trump Media and Technology Group, which is the parent company that runs Truth Social, is in talks to be acquired by this, uh, what's called an SPAC, a special purpose acquisitions company called the Digital World Acquisition Corp, which is kind of a little bit sort of like a, a private equity firm that just basically exists to acquire businesses and then flush them with cash before taking them public. But... Basically, this there's a lot of speculation around this deal about whether or not TMTG, Trump Media and Technology Group, needs to go public before being acquired by this SPAC. But at any rate, uh, Donald Trump has uh, removed himself as the board chairman, ostensibly d- pulling the same move that uh, uh, Montgomery Burns did in that episode of The Simpsons when he reveals <laughs> that the real CM Burns that runs the nuclear plant is Canary Montgomery Burns. It's just a bird. <laughs> I wouldn't go to jail. The legal owner of this plant would. Canary M. Burns. This entire plant is in his name. Sir, can, can you do that? Oh, yes. Tycoons have been doing it for years. Why, Standard Oil was once owned by a half-eaten breakfast. So, so, uh, so, so, dog J. Trump is uh, the actual, uh, the actual chairperson of the board of yeah, Truth Social. Yeah, he's not in charge of this. He's not running any of this. No, not uh, at all. And he can't be held responsible. That's right. Yeah, it's Canary M. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! So anyway, already very a platform very fraught with uh, both legal and principle based issues. Content, yeah, issues, content issues. Honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think what we should do now is take this platform for a test drive. Let's do uh, it. I I made a dummy account. I will be giving us a little tour of it. Nice. And so what I've done here is I've pulled up truthsocial.com slash real Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and we got buttons <laughs> on the top left, search mm-hmm. bar. Instead of, instead of a blue check, it's a red check now next to Donald Trump's uh, red name. Check. But otherwise, like it looks almost identical to Twitter. I, I it's like a pretty clear ripoff of the precise interface of uh, Twitter. For those on of a you given post, we can on a given post we can click these three dots mm-hmm. and and do more things with a post. Right. And like I said, we can search. So um, yeah, the the immediate difference that I that I notice, uh, oh my god, is t- t- sorry. I just <laughs> for those of you who are listening to this in podcast form, like we we if only you could see all the tweets that are up there right now. These are fascinating. So and I, we will be releasing a, a clip of this of the video of us uh, test driving Truth Social here, absolutely. but uh, we'll also do our best to narrate what's happening yes absolutely so the biggest thing that i noticed immediately was that if you scroll up to the top of at real donald trump's uh, truth social page instead of usually on the twitter interface you have you know tweets tweets and replies media and then likes for the different tabs that you can scroll through so this is a little different uh instead of tweets it appears that these uh, posts are called truths is that is that is that a common parlance across the platform yes alex uh Posts on Truth Social are termed truths. So as you pointed out here, you know, at the top of Trump's account, we can click truths. We can click into truths and replies. <laughs> I don't believe that he's replied to anyone else's truths. Doesn't look like um, it. But if he had, we could see those there. And then we can see media, ah. which is like images that he's posted. Mostly uh, a lot gifts. of gifts. Yeah, it looks like a lot um, of it videos is videos from from Fox News shows. Yeah, a lot of them are are press releases right. that he is putting out from his I guess, you know, he's still listing himself as President Donald J Trump. It's fascinating. Um which, you know, is is not uncommon for former presidents to True. do. But for uh, so, but like, for somebody who claims that the previous election was stolen and that he is truly yes. the 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 rightful heir, the the Juan Guaido of the United States, you might say, uh, he is the um, the true the true pre- the occluded president. Now, I'll point out as well that when you open one of the media items, like an image, there is a little link under the image that says "View Context." Ooh, interesting. If we click that, you can actually it takes us to the post to the um, to the truth. Well. Interestingly, they use the word post, so there is some inconsistent, oh. um, some inconsistent nomenclature going on here. And if we look at the options available for a given post, when you're when you've maximized it, you can retruth it. So you can reply to it, you can yep. retruth it, retruth it, uh, or you can like it. 
And then uh, when you expand further options, you can mention the user, mute them, block them, or <clears throat> report them. Or report them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is this is really fascinating. Oh yeah, so we're still in media, yeah, so we can go back media. to go, Trump's truth. Go back to uh, Trump's truths. Okay, big rally in Arizona Friday evening. See you there. Yeah, this is pretty much of a piece with the way that he used to tweet. Yeah, it's a lot of responses to. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just caught a I just caught a a, a, a a truth up there where he called the House Select Committee. Uh, he called it the, the unselect, unselect committee, committee of political hacks and thugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls the, the January 6th oh, committee. Oh, my God. Sorry, I have to read this one. This is so good. I want the Secret Service tapes far more than the unselect committee of political hacks and thugs. Just for context here, there's been recent reporting uh, from Ken Klippenstein at The Intercept that uh, the Secret Service deleted text messages and potentially other information relating to uh, the January 6th riot. In that ridiculous and libelous story of me supposedly choking a big and strong Secret Service agent around the neck while in the beast wrong car would be shown to be as the secret service has already confirmed fake and fraudulent uh, in parentheses likewise there was no throwing of food and i did not want to be surrounded by strangers quote with guns during my quote peacefully and patriotically end quote speech fake news (laughs) right (laughs) oh man i feel bad saying i miss it so much but like this oh man Nobody, this is the content that he that he did best. Who else now, tweets like this? Oh, man. Worth pointing out that he's still stuck on the Casty Hutchinson testimony. I mean, this is everything he just referenced there is from that testimony. And so yes. this is precisely why True Social has kind of become more known because he's now really using it as his kind of spin room against the select committee and and the whole January 6th investigation and its its coverage in the media. So this is really his all-purpose propaganda outlet against the investigation. Absolutely. So what else do you, Alex, what else do you want to see on here? Anything I can try out for you? Yeah. So could we go to the homepage just so we can see what that looks like? So if we click truth. Okay. Now I should note that I think the only person I follow on here is Trump. Okay. Got Uh, it. So it is showing me all his posts on my homepage. Got it. Is there anyone else that you want me to look up and 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 uh, follow? Well, let's see. There are there is a recommended list of people to follow based on uh, ah, yes. what I presume is is your algorithm that's starting to be generated here. First and foremost, we have Tulsi Gabbard, which let's follow you know, Tulsi. Yeah, let's go ahead and give Tulsi a follow. There's Sebastian uh, Gorka. Let's Sebastian Gorka, absolutely. There's a uh, uh, <laughs> gruesome Gavin Newsom. Uh, yeah, Gavin the, Newsom. Yep, Interesting Ga- that he, he's on. There. He has a Truth Social account. Uh, yeah, Dan Scavino, uh, former Trump uh, press secretary. Is that right? Sure. Okay. Yeah, let's follow him. Yep. Scott yep. Adams. Scott Adams, uh, Dil- the Dilbert, Dilbert guy. Oh, my God. Of course, the Dilbert guy is Maria uh, Bart- uh, Bartiromo. The Dogs of Truth. The Dogs. Do dog- okay, we have to look at the... Do- okay, let's go to the... I want to see the Dogs of Truth account. Okay, let's 100%. the Dogs of Truth account. Okay. So their, their profile says, the hashtag Dogs of Truth channel. Tag us and use our hashtag to be featured. Cat owner, question mark, follow Cats of Truth. <laughs> Own another cute pet. Follow pets of truth. So and and it's right, important. Follow cats of truth. Okay, absolutely. So on dogs of truth, their header image is three different dogs in squatty, defecating in, in squatty on potty social positions. media logos. I think are they are they defecating on them or are they or are they pooping them out? I I don't know if that's uh, what, if that's hard what to that's tell. Supposed to be to say yeah. They're I think Instagram, the, Facebook, and Twitter. All so dogs. Two shots. Yep. <laughs> two shots at Meta. Yep. Uh, for the price of one. There you go. Yep. And of course, the hated, the the absolutely hated Twitter. So what are they posting here on Dogs of Truth? Okay. So we this first post, it says featured hashtag truth user at muddler. Good morning, coffee, sun emoji. We want to connect all pet owners on hashtag truth social and build a supporting animal loving community. Heart. Follow us and use the below hashtags to have your pets featured on our pages. And then they provide a photo of a cute dog in, in their owner's lap. So, okay, so as Dogs of Truth, that they don't post any ideological content on here. I'm guessing this is just the dogs It seems like it's just truth. dog owners who use Truth who Social. Who use Truth Social. Okay, got it. Yep. That Which makes... is fascinating. I mean, they're, they're yeah. creating a community of <laughs> pet owners... <laughs> And Which, and they do say on you know all of these posts carbon copy it's like the yep. same the same uh, 
copy. We want to connect all pet owners on Truth Social and build a supporting animal-loving community. I would like to post that uh, photo uh, with the hashtag uh, Animals of Truth and then post the photo of Donald Jr. and Eric Trump uh, from their elephant hunt just to see if the yes. animal-loving community, if they consider that fake news or if, that's, uh, or if that is indeed a truth. Yeah. Are they aware of the fact that the Trump family engages in incredibly cruel poaching of <laughs> exotic animals? Yes. Um, I do want to know that. So Pets of Truth, again, it seems to be kind of the same copy, but now we're getting some more exotic pets, horses. This is is very uh, interesting, though, because this is, I mean, I will say this is the first indication that I think any, what any social media site has to go through is the phase of like, okay, we're doing animal sharing here now, right? Like, I mean, I feel like Facebook, Facebook went through that Instagram is probably perpetually used for that. There's a huge animal Twitter community. So this seems like a movement to, this is more sort of like horizontal propaganda, right? Not trying necessarily to give a sort of top-down ideological messaging, but to build social cohesion across the platform, you know, through something as simple as sharing photos of cute animals as, you know, basically giving like one more incentive for people to come back to it i mean yeah it doesn't seem all that insidious obviously it's just like oh look at these cute things and then right below you get a message about you know like the latest like QAnon conspiracy theory or something like that yeah this is very oh my god dave mustaine from uh sorry i just noticed over on the side uh dave mustaine of uh megadeth is on here which i think i think he's kind of a, a right-wing dude Yep, Megadeth. Let's look at his account. Megadeth founder, former Metallica member. Okay, but he hasn't been on since May, oh, so he's okay. clearly not not a power user. And and incidentally, his uh, his profile pic is of his dog. So I mean, right yes. now, just lots lots of pets on Truth Social is what I'm noticing. Lots of pets. Lots of pets. Um, are there any search terms you want to put in here? Well, I think maybe we should follow some of these trends uh, over on the right-hand ah, side. Ah, yes, which yes, I, good call. Which I also find fascinating. So for those of you yeah. listening right now, the trend link is a little bit different from Twitter in that it seems to include a graph that yeah, I guess... Yeah, it includes a, a line graph yeah. that seems to be... Sh- Apparently, I mean, my my assumption is that this is showing the popularity of the term I, over time. Yeah, but it's also but, like but they're all trending <laughs> downward. And most of them are like the first one is hashtag truth. The second one is hashtag Kofifi. And then the third one perplexingly hashtag 2000 mules, hashtag 2000 which I believe. Mules. Which I believe is a reference to the new Dinesh D'Souza film. Oh, OK. Uh, all right. So Got I it. think Dinesh might be using truth social heavily Got it. to promote his work but let's let's just look at hashtag truth yeah let's go for that and see what that shows us okay so we're seeing something from i love america news <laughs> about a smuggling case in texas okay but they're using truth Kofefe, crime and biden border crisis got it and they're linking to the the gateway pundit of course. which is like a right-wing uh, propaganda site yes but why are they using this hashtag Kofefe? Do you know what that means in this? I mean, it sounds like it's probably community. a term of art for, I mean, I don't want to get like, you know, cryptographic rhetorical analysis here, but it seems to be like they are thinking about the term Kofefe in the same way that, you know, the term Yankee, I guess, is reappropriated by American revolutionaries or so we're told where it's sort of like, oh, you made fun of us for liking or, you know, for Trump using this term Kofefe, but we're going to reappropriate. We think it's cool that he ah. said Kofefe. And so that's what we're doing with. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe synonymous they, and, with and truth th- to them. There's also a possibility that they think it was some kind of coded message That's to the very Patriots. So, yeah. so, so like a QAnon type reading that when Trump garbled out Kofifi in that famous tweet, mm-hmm. that that was actually a message to them that he's yes. really with them. Yep. Yep. Here we have a really interesting tweet about the sculpture that replaced General Lee in New Orleans, uh, referring to General Robert E. Lee. This is a photo of a uh, snake winding around a pole with a circle on top of it. Oh, wait, nope. Sorry. That looks to be a, is that a human figure with a, a bare bottom right there? Is that what that is? 
I guess so. They, I can't. I can't even really tell. This post is calling it. If you scroll up just a little bit, check this out. The Satanist replaced General Lee statue in New Orleans with their satanic statue, and people are dumb enough to go admire it. This is who these people are: demonic and evil. From the real Susie Q uh, with and, the hashtag. And this one is yeah hashtag truth hashtag devil freaks. Great, That's uh, healthy. which sounds pretty sweet. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I mean, truth just seems to be like a term that that's tagged just about everywhere on posts here, which why, which is why it might be the top trending. Like, it's, people just like to put hashtag truth, yeah, in their content. Mm-hmm. Let's look at two thousand mules yep. real quick. Now, two thousand mules. I was expecting this to all be like sponsored content for the D'Souza movie, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering <laughs> if it's like a broader claim about sort of great replacement maybe uh because it's like mules are bringing people over the border to take over our democracy and so they're using it in any kind of post that is conspiracy oriented it's possible i I think i want to i want to suggest possibly a more banal but no less kind of funny and interesting read which is that in the same way that, you know, Twitter Twitter trending topics are a little bit more immune to this because they have a broader user base. But occasionally on Twitter, you'll see, like, if you do a hashtag, if you search one of the top trending hashtags at any one time, you're just going to get something that is, like, totally random and off the wall that it was probably some kind of botnet that saw this topic or this hashtag was trending. So it decided to post something that's like a link to advertising content or whatever, and it threw the hashtag on there because it's trending, just to get it to just to get the post to rise in search ranks. I'm guessing it seems like because some a lot of this content is so diverse and un, seemingly unrelated to one another, I think that basically what we're getting here, because there is such a small user base, relatively speaking, on Truth Social the search content or the the trending topics have basically already been hacked by you know whether it's auto posting botnets or it's you know real users who are just like oh this is a trending hashtag i'm just going to use it so that it comes up in search results more easily that to me seems to be what they're kind of using it for which kind of like seems to defeat the purpose of <laughs> trending hashtags i don't know i don't know do you think that that's do you think that that's a fair read I think that's plausible. Yeah, I think everyone who's... But it's very hard to tell which of these posts are authentic and which are bots. Yeah. Well, even if they aren't bots, it's the kind of thing where, like, you know, you just have to use the trending hashtags in order for your post your to, get seen. to get seen. So 2,000 Mules appears often in... Usually within, like, this post right here, like, a dozen other hashtags. Uh, you know, Trump... Hashtag Trump rally. Hashtag Trump won. Uh, hashtag Trump trains. Hashtag Kofifi. Hashtag MAGA, Patriot Games. Yeah. Hashtag when we go one, we go all. Yeah, right. Stuff like that. So, yeah, it seems to all kind of be of a piece. Like, like I said, this is this just reminds me of so many sort of like weird knockoff social media websites that never garner a big enough user base to actually have things like trending topics function in the way that you figure they're supposed to, where you see content related to the trending topics when you search them instead of just spam. Right. Uh, now there are some some other buttons here under the people to follow on the homepage. Okay, blocks mutes help center legal logout. Let's see. Oh, um, you haven't blocked anybody yet. So I haven't blocked anyone yet. Let's say I block. Let's block Dave Mustaine. Oh man, he's gonna be so and pissed. Let's block and report him. <laughs> um, Blocking is my business. Sorry, that's <laughs> we can cut that part out. That's let's for say all, fake account for all you Megadeth accounts out there. Not the real. Dave Mustaine. <laughs> yes, block, submit. Okay. So maybe we'll get a response on that during the recording and I'll update yeah, us. Who knows? Well, uh, we didn't we didn't report it. Uh we could we could go and report uh can we go report Donald Trump? Can we be can we be epic legends and report the former president? Let's report Trump Jr. Okay, there he's he's a lot easier to to report. What what category do you think Let's we see. should put? Oh my gosh. Uh, this is fascinating. Let's do sensitive content. Sensitive content. Animals harmed. Animals harmed. Bad news. Yep. There we go. Nice. Animals harmed. Bad news. Let's block him. Absolutely. There we go. And we'll submit that. We'll see if we get anything on that. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah. 
I would hope that their content team is <laughs> is uh, working around the clock. Well, now uh, let's just let's try a mute as well. Okay, this day because I really want to see what this looks like okay. on the. So we're muting at history. <laughs> Typical liberal, just muting history, <laughs> ignoring our ignoring our heritage. So we go to muted users, <laughs> and it seems that you can't mute like terms the way you can on Twitter. Oh, that's a bummer. Which is a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know that's that's part of uh, this is this is why this is more of a public square. You can't shut your ears to you know to words and things that you don't want to hear. Right, so blocks and mutes, it's a very basic interface. We just get the list, and then we can unblock Got it. or unmute Got if it. we want to. Um, help check center. out the help center. Oh. Truth social common terminology, shadow banning. We have to Let's read see what they have the, to yes. say about shadow banning. Oh. So shadow banning is a deceptive and manipulative practice whereby a social media platform artificially limits the visibility of a user's posts without the user's awareness. Shadow banning is a practice often used by big tech social media platforms to effectively censor users who question prevailing narratives or hold disfavored political viewpoints. Oh my God. Unlike its big tech competitors, True Social does not and never will shadow ban its users. Now, do you think that's true? I don't. I don't know because that's the thing. I mean, shadow banning is not real. Like that's, a <laughs> or at least it's. It's. I guess it's contested in terms of like the way that it actually works. Like shadow banning is just black box algorithmic workings, which. Completely, it relies on, you know, who you are as a user and what you can see, like the way that people engage with your content. It could very easily just be people not liking your stuff because they don't like you anymore, right? Like they, it could rise and fall with, I think, I don't know. To me, it always seemed like shadow banning was something that was invented by people who were like, I deserve to be listened to and people aren't listening to me. And I want to say that it's because of big tech, right? Um, well, and I think the real question here is, is their algorithm any fundamentally any different in that regard than the others? And yeah. I think that the story you brought in from the Daily Beast suggests that's not the case. Yeah, no, I don't think so. In fact, their algorithm is probably because it's not getting as much training data. For those of you that don't know how algorithms work, it's only algorithms are only as good as the uh, the data that you give them uh, to work with, so that they learn from the basic rules that that the data is supposed to teach them, and then it can act accordingly. So, in terms of what it determines, sensitive content that's why if you don't get if you have like a very naive algorithm that you know you train it for like a nudity screener something that is going to blur out content that appears to be human nudity that's how you could get you know a blurred out christ on the cross because the algorithm doesn't read that as you know a religious figure that a lot of people on this site probably are you know very uh, attached to it reads it as nude man we must blur so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It sounds like a naive algorithm or a naive AI that they're using just from these basic reports, but it's hard to say without actually having access to their tech. Right, so a very kind of cagey definition of shadow banning there that seems to uh, evade their own algorithm's problems with selecting and filtering content. Right. So if we look at truth, uh, we got to look at this. Truth glossary definition. A truth is a post that you share to those following you. A truth can be a comment, image, or video and can contain links to other content. Using truths on Truth Social, you can share your thoughts, photos, videos, memes, links, and more. You'll quickly get the hang of it. Okay, so that's what a truth is. What about retruth? <laughs> A retruth is a repost of a truth. <laughs> Users can retruth their own posts as well as others. When a user retruths a truth, the retruthed post is shared with the user's followers and will be marked in the feed as a retruth. This one feels like newspeak to me. <laughs> like the term. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll absolutely. get into that. Suggested accounts or accounts we recommend that we think appeal to you. That's an interestingly dodgy way of describing how their alg algorithm is suggesting accounts yep. that we think appeal to yes. you. Um, and then there's, oh, wow. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole list of terminology here, which I don't know if, do we know, does Twitter have something similar to this? I don't think Twitter, this? I mean, Twitter, I'm sure, has help pages, sure, but yeah. they're, they're not quite as accessible as these were, which is interesting. I mean, I think it might tell you something about that True Social is, to some extent, marketing to people who... Or like, I don't get on that Facebook, Twitter thing. Yep. It's it's 
too too uh, technical for my bones. Yeah. So they're kind of pandering a little bit to people who are skeptical or nervous or unsure about social media. Yeah. No, that's that feels completely right. Like they're bringing the chain email people straight to Truth Social. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which I think makes sense. But I think we get the gist here of the yes. platform from this look. So why don't we take a step take a step back now and talk about what we make of this. So I think the first thing that I wanted to ask is what do we make of the use of this term truth as a countable noun, leaving aside like the entire branding that truth is just everywhere in the branding, but as a countable noun designating a post on the platform, what kind of work does that do in shaping what this platform is supposed to be or in responding to the other sites that it is not? Yeah. Well, so, you know, truth obviously is a term that is basically ideologically fraught now. It always has been fraught. I mean, it's one of the most philosophically fraught concepts just, you know, in the history of like at least Western philosophy. But it's also the kind of thing that like the way that they're talking about truth is like it's it's your truths. Your truths are your own, right? Instead of saying like, yeah, a play off of the, the classic Twitter phrase, my tweets are my own or my views are my own. My right. truth my, my truths truth, are my, my truths own. are my own. Yeah. yeah. We uh so it truths my my truths are are my own, not my employer's. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Truths are mine and mine alone. But like, yeah, it's it's a way, I mean, it's kind of a play off of the common phrase, you know, to speak your truth. But it also, weirdly enough, embodies this sort of like relativistic sense, uh, like naively relativistic orientation toward truth, where the truth is what I want it to be. The truth is what right. kind of appeals to my... And, you know, I mean, I, this is probably sounding similar to critiques that, you know, are brought against the left or, you know, against liberals from the conservative side, too. But, I mean, it, it's worth pointing out that this explicit branding of truth, you know, especially capital T truth, uh, as it's written across the across the site, um, really kind of belies that orientation where it's like, you know, the truth is... This is why I always say Donald Trump is the most postmodern president because he understands that like the truth is malleable and like if you get enough people to believe that something is true it becomes functionally true at least for that broad swath of people that you can gain the consent of. But don't you think also that Trump and you know the team that designed this Trump generally in his discourse on truth that they want to have it both ways in their kind of epistemic rhetoric, if we want to call it that, their their discussions of these ideas of truth, realness, fakeness, real news, fake news, because they're constantly labeling things that liberals and the left are saying as not true, as fake, right? right? And the question that, that I have is like, how can every post on Truth Social be a truth? <laughs> how is that possible without some level of censorship and shadow banning, yes. which they explicitly created this platform to resist, right? Yeah. It, it would seem to me that if liberals and leftists are able to create accounts on Truth Social, you're going to have to shut them down in order to maintain the integrity of this idea that every post is a truth, right? Yeah. We did a little bit of pre-reading for the show, and I perused back through uh, James Brown Jr.'s excellent book, uh, Ethical Programs. He brings in uh, Derrida's dichotomy between what Derrida calls the capital L law of hospitality, which is the sort of absolute allowing everything, allowing for anything, being hospitable and open to any possibility, right? So on Truth Social, it's that, you know, capital, T, anything that anyone posts can be a capital T truth. That's the kind of... Like, yeah, and we're not like those other social media sites that engage in censorship, engage in deplatforming of conservative voices. We're allowing it all. We're allowing total anarchy. Right. So the law of, of hospitality 
is total anarchy. Right. But the thing that that's always in opposition to, that's constantly playing off of, is what are called the the small L laws of hospitality, which are essentially what, what Derrida and Brown argue are necessary for one another's existence. You can't have this ideal right. of utopian capital L law of hospitality where, you know, anything is allowed without that kind of like, well, except for these few things, right? With When it comes, when the particulars emerge, out of interaction when actual people start coming together and conflicts inevitably arise about what should be allowed and what should not be the the laws or the small l laws of hospitality are what end up being sort of emergent from that initial principle of anything as allowed Right. Just a quote from Brown real quick, because he says it much better than I ever could. Quote, we write the laws in or the laws, these small L laws of hospitality in order to make specific ethical determinations and in order to avoid the irresponsible piety of pure hospitality. But each of those laws composed in response to a particular rhetorical situation is a betrayal. It is a filtering that excludes every instantiation of hospitality misses the mark and falls short of the capital L law of hospitality. But without these misfires, we would lose sight of the ethical demand of the capital L law of hospitality. So in essence, like we can only we can only define that sort of ideal by placing constraints on it. Right. Uh, Which is this kind of eternal paradox of, in this case, what we consider truth and what is untruth. No, and it also makes me think of this idea from Kenneth Burke about terministic screens that that every way of seeing is also a way of not seeing that whatever lens concept method we use to examine something is a choice and we're choosing not to look at it in another way so for example us analyzing the platform of truth social looking at the buttons and how to search how to report accounts that's one way of looking at it but we could also examine the most popular posts at a linguistic level looking at what kinds of words and phrases and sentence structures are popular these are different lenses that no matter what choice we make we're limiting the way in which we can understand it and i think that a similar thing goes on with the construction of these platforms that they can claim to be totally free and anarchistic and um, allowing maximal discourse but that's actually materially impossible yes. because at a certain point you have limited server capacity and, and you do have to implement certain rules just legally mm-hmm. that certain kinds of content can't be there that's going to get the company in legal trouble. Yeah. And I would I would also say just to add on to that, I mean, we can kind of bring in an economic critique into here, too, because so last I saw. Truth Social, I think, at, as of a few months ago, had 40 employees. It's not very many for, you know, what is supposed to be a rival to a tech giant like Twitter, right? And because of that, you know, whether it's because they want to keep their overhead costs real small, they basically have to use AI and algorithmic, you know, processing to do a lot of their content moderation work. Now... That is, of course, going to run you into a lot of the exact same problems that they criticize big tech companies for, which they assume, I think, that whether it's algorithms or humans behind the screen who are doing the shadow banning or the content moderation, you know, what a lot of people at this point have pointed out is basically just your own, what the algorithm is feeding back to you based on what you put into it. Right. Uh, Lee Gruel uh, had a really good article that, uh, that Calvin, you posted for us to read before this talking about how, you know, researchers, when they, when we go onto social media and we collect information about what we consider to be public consciousness about a certain issue like the women's march or black lives matter or the elections it's always filtered through our own algorithmic terministic screen right which we may not even be aware of you know why we are being shown what we're being shown but i think that's that's kind of one of the fatal I don't want to say fallacious ways of thinking, but it is, uh, it is a fallacious way of thinking that has, you know, I think the most famous example of it uh, that I can think of was that just 
amazing uh, Jordan Peterson tweet from 2018 that says, Google image search bikini, then do the same thing with Bing and think hard about Google's desire to shape our perceptions themselves in the politically correct manner, re James Damore and his lawsuit. So I mean, a lot that we could unpack there, but basically he's saying like, I went and did a Google search of bikini and it showed me different things on Google and on Bing. And I think what he was getting at was like, it's showing me people with a lot of diverse body types, you know, and not just these sort of like quote unquote traditionally attractive ones. And what literally everybody dunked on him for under that was that, you know, Google image search is not the same for everybody. It's based on your no. prior search history. What you are being shown in there is based on what you've searched in the past. So like there, this whole discourse around the truth being occluded by these big tech companies totally misses the point of, you know, this is just the algorithm feeding you back to you and you don't realize that. Yep. And so it's a lot easier to say, well, there's some malevolent force working behind the scenes to try and change my perceptions or, you know, do uh, do a bad think to me. No, it's just an algorithm <laughs> for the most part that's been trained on the it's been trained the best it could on the data that you have given it on your data trails. Yes. And it's doing its best to serve you the content that it thinks you want to see. Precisely. But, you know, I, I, I just I want to come back to this idea that the conservative movement that Trump and Truth Social represents, they have a very fickle relationship to relativistic notions of truth. Oh, yes. I agree with you that there's something built into this platform that seems to imply a postmodern relativism, allowing just everyone's truths to be anarchistically shared and circulated and posted uh, or purporting to allow that. But at the same time, we have to think about the dialogicality of this platform. Why is it that it's parodying. I mean, I, I think it's impossible to look at the, the platform and not say, this is flat out basically a parody of the two biggest platforms that banned Trump, mm -hmm. Twitter and Facebook. It looks almost kind of like a remix mashup of Twitter and Facebook. It's like Twitter with the brighter interface of Facebook. That's how it feels to me as a user. Absolutely. And if that's the case, we have to think about the post- you know, this, this unitary countable noun of the post, the truth, as a parody of the tweet yes. as the unitary countable noun of a post on Twitter. Ooh. And so the idea is that tweets are fake news. <laughs> tweets are, are circulating and just spreading liberal propaganda. But here, our posts are truths. They're true. This is reliable information. This is information that you can trust, unlike the propaganda on Twitter. And that really strikes me as a fascinating contradiction. Like, is it relativist or is this the, in fact, real platonic ideal of truth? It's, it's actually the most anti-postmodern thing you've ever heard of because this is real truth. This is the single objective truth as distinct from the nasty propagandistic fake news on the other platforms. Yeah, I'm sure they see it that way. But I mean, it's the kind of like, you know, if we want to go back to the essential Ben Shapiro uh, dichotomy of facts versus feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings. Like, I think that there's, there's, a, there's a slippage here. The truth is what feels right to me as, you know, a MAGA supporter, as an America first person. So I know the truth when I see it because it feels it feels right, you know, right? Like it 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 adheres more to my own my my priors. So I have no problem calling that absolute truth because it to me it feels like absolute truth. I don't know. It feels very difficult though to actually get down to explaining to somebody like the reason that it, it the like, truth for you is an affect it's not like an actual verifiable you know the way that scientists or you know other people with like rigorous methodologies would talk about how they achieve a useful truth this is just it's totally vibes it's totally just vibes <laughs> yep so which i i also just have to bring up a uh, comparison we didn't talk about doing this before but it literally just jumped into my mind calvin do you remember verit 
what was that again? It was it was a it was a uh, a project launched by Peter Dow, uh, former uh, uh, former Hillary yes. man, and now turned like progressive leftist Peter Dow, who in the wake of I can't remember exactly when it came out, and I literally don't know how to spell it anymore. Um, I think it was V E R I T. I remember is it just the V-E-R-I-T? name. V E R I T on Wikipedia. Verit was a liberal leaning political site created by Peter Dow and his wife Leela Dow that showed talking points for use in social media discussions. The site suspended all functionality on February 11th, 2018, with the website replaced by only the words Reboot Summer 2018. Uh, as of October 2021, the domain redirects to a, the now suspended Twitter profile. This comes on the heels of Peter Dow bowing out of public activism so says the wikipedia site so the website slogan said it was quote media for the 65.8 million referring to the number of votes hillary clinton received in the 2016 presidential election peter dow told business insider that he intended the website to quote reflect the worldview of those who voted for clinton and described the site as a quote online hub for clinton backers so that they can find easy to share facts stats and other information that you can take out to social media when you're having debates on key issues people are discussing. So basically the posts on Verit were just they basically were like quote infographics that then had a that then had a seven digit code that could identify like if you went back to Verit you could plug in the code to make sure that the screenshot that you were seeing was real. Uh, Give me the code. <laughs> Give me the code. Give me the code, Kingston. Okay, sure. So it was like this. It was the. It was the sort of like like centrist Democrat version of Truth Social. Although it wasn't ever. Right. It wasn't ever intended as a social sharing platform. It was basically just a quote and infographic factory that you could take out and say like, well, Hillary Clinton literally did say this. I got it from this liberal leaning uh, website that is taking its name from the Latin word for truth, veritas, right? But I do think I do think the similarity is striking because if if someone is sharing, especially via like email or they're texting it to a friend, a post from Truth Social, it says right there, truth. It yes. says that it's true. Yes. So it's it, it's kind of verifiable in a similar kind of way. Uh, at least it purports to be. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I didn't mean to sidetrack us, but I just... I, no, no, I, I that, think that's a... <laughs> that was a fun, fun similarity that I literally just thought about. No, and I, and I do think we're getting at something here, which is that like some of the most pedantic and I guess we might even say like ideologically epistemologically naive liberals have a lot in common (laughs) with some of the most pedantic epistemologically and ideologically naive conservatives in that they hang on really tightly to this idea of their own verifiable believable plausible truth yes that that is unitary I mean I think it's it's fundamentally a kind of Platonist view of truth that it's something that's unitary and objective that can be discovered and that, that has to that we have to vanquish these other alternative truths coming from the other side because they're absolutely verboten and and dangerous, right? Yeah. So it, it it kind of feeds an authoritarian mindset that leads to more censorship, not less. Right. And that's where, you know, the kind of conservative rhetoric around censorship is so Orwellian. No, it absolutely is. The way that so many of the people, the same people who are decrying censorship are also like so far in support of like Florida's don't say gay bill or any of the you know right. the bans on teaching critical race theory in schools. Like you clearly have like no principled sense of of being anti-censorship, being pro-First Amendment or, you know, free speech. Like, clearly there is, like, an acceptable boundary of what you consider acceptable discourse. Well, that's my question is, like, you know, is it deeper than hypocrisy here? Is this is this a, a different view of those things where it's not, they're not censoring? It's, it's more akin to stamping out heresy or, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the right metaphor, but yeah, I think faith and religion metaphors make the most sense here that it's, it's kind of like there's one doctrine. Yes. Um, and, and stamping out heresy is something you just have to do to 
maintain a strong community. Absolutely. No, I mean, it's, it's the kind of like that. And I do believe that, you know, in a sort of like naive religious sense, that is, that's that slippage between the good and the true happens all the time, right? It's something is good because it's true and it's true because it's good, right? Or in other words, because I believe that it's good. And those kinds of things, like in a truly democratic society or in truly democratic online spaces, those values should be emergent from the community, right? They should be emergent from conversations that you have with people who are positioned differently in society than you. Trying to understand why somebody believes the things that they do based on their own material circumstances and where they come from, but... You know, the Internet is not does not have a bad faith filter. It doesn't you know, it's not able to circulate out the people who are, you know, just basically going on there as propagandists like, you know, your Christopher Rufo's and your James Lindsay's who are literally just like authoritarians going on to try and stamp out things that they find either distasteful or immoral or whatever. Yeah, but but you gain a great deal of, I think, ideological power or, and the ability to persuade people who are looking for absolute truth or who really believe in that ideal when you label something as truth. When you are, you know, when you use that framing, that terministic screen, it gets people into the mindset of not just epistemic absolutes, but moral absolutes. And mm -hmm. if your moral absolute is the same as your epistemic absolute, then, you know, somebody who is who is not telling the truth is, you know, ultimately evil. They need to be vanquished. They need to be Yeah, sensitive. and it's not hard to see it's not hard to see how that merger of epistemology and ideology leads to something like the Capitol riot. But just really quickly, I do think it's funny, just logically, something I noticed on the platform that I forgot to point out is that, you know, every person's profile has these three buttons you can click. Truths, truths and replies, yes. and media. Yeah. What's funny about that to me is that it, it implies a disjunct between <laughs> truths and replies. And replies. <laughs> so... The, the initial post is is automatically true. You, you, you can't debunk it. You can't disagree with it. That's true. It is a true statement. The reply, though, actually the reply is automatically false. Right. Um, <laughs> and so it creates a kind of comedic Abbott and Costello routine that's playing out uh, in this dialogue. And also the media, any images or videos graphics that are being included with the truths those are false too wow. those are not true oh, um, man. so you have to be on your toes when you're on this platform it's not all true don't confuse a truth with a reply common th the most common mistake rookie rookie error I hate to say, can you can, just out of curiosity can you quote truth somebody i know that's like a that's like a combination reply and and truth can you quote truth somebody? I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. I'm going to try right here, and I, I will let you know. I don't think you can. You can copy link to post. They don't make it. Oh, yeah, quote. <laughs> is it called quote truthing, too? There is quote truth. Yes, you can quote truth. Um, I love that. That's so, that's also, though, in that linguistic uh, setup, that's also not the real truth. That's just the quote truth. <laughs> right. It's the quote unquote The quote truth. unquote truth. Um, and if you quote truth, I'm trying to work this out in my head. If you quote truth, is what you're quoting the truth or is your post the truth at that point? Oh, there are so man. many layers of truth here that it's hard to parse. Yeah. But this is um, this is why. I, yeah, I don't know. Twitter got it right when they just called this a tweet because it's literally you're just making a noise like that's that's the that's that is the most neutral way, I yeah, think, to describe you have what to you're evaluate doing. it. You have to evaluate it as a critical consumer yes. of media. Yes. I think there is a little bit of condescension, too, in this. I know they, they're uh, the truth social people are wrapping themselves in the rhetoric of free debate and, and anti-censorship. But, you know, for all its problems, Twitter does not claim to be inherently true or false it just it just is people talking it's people talking on the internet mm -hmm. and you as a user have to kind of use your best judgment about what you want to do about that you know <laughs> it's it's a hellish place i don't <laughs> recommend twitter to anyone but no. i probably recommend it over truth social yeah uh, if nothing else i think the animal content is a lot stronger on twitter yes um if you're an animal lover 
go on Twitter and you'll see some incredible things. Uh, Capybara on Twitter yeah, are, are, are fantastic. Yep. Follow some of those Japanese animal accounts mm-hmm. on Twitter. Those are great. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, those are those are truly the best. Just there's one more point that I that I wanted to make about like why I think we might see the truth social plane go down in flames shortly. Sure. And it has to do, I think, with just like media ecologies and the way that they work, especially on the internet. I think one of the reasons that, you know, Donald Trump's Twitter account was so, you know, so absolutely controversial and so popular as a result. And I think one of the reasons why conservatives relish still after all this time being on Twitter is because you there is a certain amount of kind of twisted pleasure to be gained in going into someone's own space and griefing them. Now, this is now griefing is for those of you who aren't familiar with with Internet culture throughout history. Griefing is this process through which you are basically, it's kind of another way to talk about trolling somebody. 4chan users on the sort of like icky parts of the non-dark web were known for, you know, brigading or going into places like Habbo Hotel or other like early uh, social media sites that were populated primarily by children or, you know, role-playing adults and just, like, just making havoc, like, you know, doing weird voices, playing characters, but basically ruining everybody else's good time. And I think that sort of griefing culture is what made being a conservative on Twitter so much fun. My theory now is, though, like, is how could Truth Social be that much fun? Because if it's only, like, MAGA doofuses that are on there, like, you're not you're not actually getting into it and like owning, you can't own the libs because there are no libs. Only, there are no libs to own. Truth, <laughs> yeah. If it's only truth, what can you rail against? Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. You've lost, you've lost your opposition. You've lost the, the, uh, the alterity and you no longer have that, you know, that, that fun position to rail from. I don't think it's going to last for that very reason because there's nobody to, I think there's right. nobody to grief. There's nobody to grief. There's nobody to own. <laughs> No, they're they're claiming ownership over truth. Yes. But as a result they're forfeiting the ability to own the libs. Oof. You can't have it both ways. You can't. You can't. You can't. No, not at all. Nope. We will uh we'll keep track of all this. Um if I get any responses to my uh reports, <laughs> you'll re- remember that I reported uh Dave Mustaine yes. from Megadeth and uh Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. for Various forms of misinformation, truth crimes. Truth crime. Could you also go and report uh, and, the Babylon Bee for being not funny? Uh, yes, I'll okay. go on and do that right away. Thank you. And Thank if we you. get any response to those reports, we will update our listeners and our fans on Twitter and on Truth Social. We will be making a reverb <laughs> Truth Social account <laughs> shortly here. Yes. And maybe we'll get, get some new listeners. Yeah. I mean, Alex, you have gotten off Twitter, but maybe you can spend a little time on Truth Social. That's Now I kind of want to do some experiments. I, might I think go. it'll be better for your mental health than Twitter was. Yes, I think so too. I th- Yeah, right now I'm just doing the pose of the Bugs Bunny meme where it's like, you know, <sighs> I'm going back to the old me. <laughs> Lord forgive me. Lord forgive me. I'm going back to the old me. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, taking this strange trip into the truth with me here. And um, <laughs> It was fun. Stay tuned, folks. We will have a bunch more episodes as we get back into the new school year we've been on a little bit of a summer cool down here but uh we'll be ramping things back up soon indeed can't wait for it and from all of us here at reverb thanks for joining us stay committed to the truth yes and we will talk to you soon stay truthful people bye-bye bye-bye our show today was produced by alex helberg and calvin pollock with editing work by alex Reverb's co-producers at large are Ben Williams, Sophie Wadzak, and Mike Laudenbach. You can subscribe to Reverb and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Android, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website at www.reverbcast.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at ReverbCast. That's R-E-V-E-R-B underscore C-A-S-T. If you've enjoyed our show and want to help amplify more of our public scholarship work, please consider leaving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice and tell a friend about us. We sincerely appreciate the support of our listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in.